Welcome to PM Lessons Learned, a podcast for project managers, helping project managers by sharing lessons learned. Increase your PM knowledge, build business relationships, increase your effectiveness, increase your marketability, gain professional support. Join our group and take part in our conference calls. Details at pmlessonslearn.com. Hi, this is Alicia, and welcome to another pmlessonslearned.com best practices call. Today is October the 15th, 2015. PM Lessons Learned is able to work because of volunteers. We offer all the services we have on pmlessonslearned.com for free, so we depend on volunteers to make what we have available happen. If you would like to volunteer, just let us know by emailing us at share at pmlessonslearned.com. If you'd like to follow along with our presentation today, just click on the screen sharing link on the left-hand side of our website at pmlessonslearned.com. And if you are downloading this podcast, you can find the slides available in our Files and Presentations link on the left-hand side as well. I have everyone on mute right now so we don't get a lot of background noise. So if you have a question, just press star 6 to unmute your line. We have a great speaker tonight. Her name is Joe Morrison. She is a senior project manager for Wells Fargo in the IT division. Her credentials are Six Sigma Master Black Belt Project Manager Professional with a second Project Manager Professional Certification. She has 35 years of experience in project management in the banking, water resources, and technology manufacturing industry. She worked 18 years at Intel, mostly in their IT department. She developed a PMO for Central Arizona Project and held the VP of PMO position for the Phoenix PMI chapter. She has published articles on operational project management, maturity model, and contributed to a book on the subject as well. Tonight she will be presenting on how to report project status using traffic light indicators. So Joe, thanks for being here, and I'll hand it over to you. Great. Thank you so much, Alicia. I really appreciate you inviting me to speak on the subject. This is one that's actually um, kind of hit home here recently as um, I've been in a lot of meetings and discussions about this subject, so I hope this will help um, everyone on the call. So I'll just jump right into it. Um, the, on the introduction page, I think it's page two for you, um, many companies use these traffic light indicators, you know, the, the green, yellow, red, and often they are debated in status meetings like I just mentioned. Um, I sat in a meeting uh, over the last month where one project, as an example, um, started out as yellow as the project manager as he started to talk about the status, all of a sudden it moved to yellow, and then it got 
a heated discussion and it moved to red. And before the call was over and the meeting was over, it moved right back to green. So you could tell that um, basically one person thinks a project is green while um, other members and stakeholders may think it's yellow, may think it's red. It's basically all subjective. So project managers become quite fearful at times to tell their stakeholders and their sponsors that they've got an issue, and there comes the, de the debate that occurs. When you do move your project to yellow and red, the one thing that we fear is, oh, judgment. Um, stakeholders and sponsors begin to ask pointed questions like, what went wrong? Why didn't you manage this project better? Or how can we avoid this from happening again? And what is your go to green plan? Of course, you have to have that go to green to get you back in on plan. And so in the next slide, I talk a little bit about these traffic light indicators are used because management wants to be able to see at a glance, um, especially if they've got a portfolio of hundreds of projects, which project they've got an issue with that they may need to address something. Some companies that um, I've been talking to, they are actually using a new indicator. They're calling it RAG, which is pretty much the same thing as the red or the green, yellow, red. Um, but they're calling it RAG for red, amber, green. And they do this basically to get to add these additional colors like orange to um, kind of broaden the spectrum and get to more granularity as to what is the true status of the project. Um, orange indicators are used by organizations that want to differentiate between the potential of slippage. So like for instance, a yellow indicating um, thresholds are being approached or um, surpasses, uh, surprises and such have uh, surfaced that weren't existing and maybe didn't have mitigation plans for. However, Orange, orange is to that point where you actually have the slippage, where you're now getting really close to turning red. And so that's why companies have started going to the RAG versus going with the um, green, yellow, red. It's more red, amber, green. So regardless of what your company uses, a project manager needs to know how to report the status of their project without going and giving too little information or too much information or just the right amount of information. Project managers need to know what is the right amount of information. The question basically you need to ask is how um, how we can effectively report in a quick and easy way the things that are important regarding the triple constraint, basically your schedule, budget, and scope, without being biased or prejudiced and become more objective instead of subjective. And we'll go to the next slide. This slide is about the problem. There's a lot of problems with uh, the traffic light indicators. They have shortcomings and potential repercussions if the stakeholders and sponsors do not understand the true status of your project. The problem with the traffic light status 
status indicators are, like I already said, they're subjective uh, to interpretation and influence. And from the experience that I had in that meeting, this gentleman really allowed the team to influence what this status was to be. He wanted it yellow, it moved to red, then it went back to green. So what happens when this occurs, you end up with more risks because your stakeholders aren't getting the true message about your project. So um, also, the other thing is they don't have an objective measure to guide the project health. A project can report green and then suddenly, maybe days before your launch, turn red. And a project can report red and be rationalized right back to green or yellow again, as I mentioned. They don't have a prior indicator of problems. And bottom line, as a project manager, you should be tracking metrics associated with the dashboard colors. So going to the next slide. So we have a new approach. The new approach is basically not really new. What we need to do is we need to substantiate these traffic light indicators with some metrics and thresholds. We need to ask ourselves, is the project performing to budget? Is the project, project on schedule? Is it delivering the agreed to scope? We should be defining the yellow, the green, yellow, red based on the triple constraint, and that is just, by the way, one suggestion. You can also define it using other indicators that are more priority to your business and to your stakeholder, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, the basic way most people use these reports is typically the triple constraint, but there's a lot more that we can dive into. So on the next slide, I think it should be titled Reporting, and it goes into Scope, Schedule, Cost. Reporting scope, now this one's a tricky one. It is either defined or it is not. Uh, it is either delivered or it's not. You're, you're either providing what you have signed up for in the scope, and if you aren't, that's, you're just not making it. So a good way to monitor the health of your scope is to track the number of pending approved or rejected um, change requests, and that, of course, is post-requirements approval. Now, a change in scope, you've got to remember, if a change happens, it's more than likely going to impact your scope and or your schedule and your cost. So this area really bleeds into the other two. If you're going to have any issues there, it's going to make the others also have issues. So reporting schedule status is more intrinsic to many project managers, mostly because the project managers defined a WBS early in the life cycle of the project. The idea of reporting status is about using the major milestones in your schedule and noting when you are starting to press against the thresholds that you define early in the life cycle. And we'll talk about that a little bit more too. So reporting cost um, status depends on the thresholds that your company or organization feels is tolerable for green, yellow, or red indicators. Um, cost is either under, on, or over budget 
by some kind of percentage. Uh, in the previous jobs that I've worked at in some other companies, um, they had a policy or a guideline that all project managers had to be um, plus or minus 3% of their cost or their budget. And then they would base their green, yellow, red indicators based on that percentage. So that's just an example. So moving on to the next slide. We basically, we have discussed the simple way of, of basically tracking our constraints. There are more detailed reports that can help in defining your green, yellow, red status, such as earned value management. Um, and that, of course, is a subject within itself and could take an hour or two to talk about. And also de detailed risk and issues analysis. And I find that when project managers need to take and move from green to yellow and then into red, it all comes around what the risks are and the issues that you've encountered. So. What you need to do is utilize your project plans, work performance, budget forecasts, and other organizational process assets such as formal or informal plans, policies, procedures, uh, let's see, guidelines, historical information, and lessons learned to establish that traffic light definitions and thresholds. So moving on to the slide titled Earn Value Management. Like I said, this is a subject within itself, but I want to bring this up because if your company applies earned value management uh, measures like uh, your schedule performance and your cost performance, then establish objective ranges to determine the true project status and color. I have found, though, in an awful lot of companies, they no longer do this or they never did, one or the other. But if you do, I would recommend utilizing your SPI and your CPI. Earned value is an objective uh, method of determining the project performance instead of a subjective approach where you're just guessing. Um, applying your earned value enforces the project discipline of tracking project actual performance against the baseline costs and dates. So use Estimate, uh, or estimate at complete calculations also because that is another way of forecasting true project costs based on uh, your project's performance. This is just another example. So I had stated earlier that you could define uh, your, your green, yellow, red, and your thresholds based on that triple constraint, but this is just another area that can be added to help do that definition. There are a lot more indicators out there that can be added, and it just depends on what your stakeholder wants. So basically reporting, and I think the next slide, um, the key thing here is to talk with your project sponsor early in the project to determine what is acceptable for the amount of change, the range for schedule performance, the range for your cost limits. 
you need to be talking to your sponsor up front so that you don't run into the situation where this gentleman that was presenting his project had a heated debate on what the status of his project was, and by the end he was right back to green, but the sponsor ended up not realizing that there was really truly an issue. So remember also, as you set these definitions and these thresholds, remember to communicate this information because we have a lot of people setting the status of these projects for you or you have people rolling up all of these indicators. So everyone needs to understand what that definition and what those thresholds or limits are so that you don't get into a heated discussion later on in other meetings. I believe the next slide probably has a table that shows the green, yellow, red. And what I'd like to do is talk now through some examples since we've kind of gone through and said, okay, we need to define these so that it makes more sense when we get into our project reviews and we're all doing the same measurements, the same approach, it makes much more sense. So in this table, and it's probably an eye chart for you so you can print this off later or blow it up, but a green project, this is simple, cut and dry. The project is performing to plan. It's on schedule, on budget, on scope. Basically, there is no risks that can't be mitigated at this moment. Um, everyone is confident that the project will be completed as planned. And the project's critical parameters are within the established thresholds, and no new issues and risks have arisen to jeopardize these. Now, in this slide, I also show some examples. And I have to say, these are just that. It, these may not work for your company, for your business division, or your project, but this is an example of what you, sh you might find and might work for you. So if your project is green, it's probably plus or minus 1% to 5% within budget. It's on scope or less than 10 days late, or has a 0 to 10% schedule variance, and or a 0 to 2 um, scope changes or 0 defects. And your SPI and CPI, the range is 0.95 to 1. And typically with the green projects, there is no actions you need to take other than proceed with your plan. So moving on to the yellow, this is where it gets really tough because we don't want to move away from that green. We don't want to rock the, um, the cart, and we don't want to say the sky is falling and all that kind of thing. And we don't want to get judged. So at the end, I'll kind of explain one of the things when you sit down with your, your sponsor to help them understand that turning a project to yellow, yeah, it's not great. We've got issues with the project. But it's saying, I've got that, and I've got an action plan to resolve it. So it's a way of getting yourself back on track again. So the yellow indi indicates that there are potential issues with the scope, the budget, or the schedule, but each can be saved with corrective actions. 
A problem has a negative effect on project performance, but it can be dealt with by the project manager or the project delivery team, an action is taken to resolve the problem, or a decision made to watch the situation depending on what the problem is. So the examples of some thresholds that I've used in the past was 6 to 9% over budget, um, 10 to 15 days late, or 11 to 20% um, schedule variance. You could have three to five scope changes or one to five defects, and your SPI and CPI range is 0.85 to 0.94. Now, there are actions with your yellow. You do need to take in um, the stakeholders and the the sponsor should be notified, so you need to be getting them a progress report or schedule a briefing, and you have to have your go to green plan because trust me, they will ask about it. So moving on, if you exceed all of that, you are now going into the red zone. <laughs> the red area, basically your project is red if an issue has surfaced, and we do not believe 100% that our project is going to succeed and can um, be obtained um, due to this discovery of this issue, um, more than likely uh, we will either miss the desired date or exceed the budget beyond acceptable limits. Because remember, you can exceed and it still be within limits. It depends on what your sponsor says or not be able to deliver the desired scope. And in a lot of projects, that's not acceptable. And in some others, it may be. You may have a project that is an exploratory. You're trying to develop a new product, or um, you're trying to develop something that has never existed before. So you might have a little more leeway in that kind of thing. So another thing, your project may be read if issues or risks have arisen with no immediate mitigation plan. Or for instance, you, the mitigation plan you have in place is failing and it's not resolving the issue and it's starting to jeopardize the critical parameters that you've set. So the examples of thresholds are perhaps it's equal to or greater than 10% over budget. And I know some of you are thinking, oh my gosh, if I was that much over, yeah, it's definitely red. And then in other cases, that may be totally acceptable. It depends on what your sponsor says. So the other examples are greater than 15 days late, or greater than 20% schedule variance, or greater than five scope changes, or greater than five defects, and your SPI range and CPI range is 0 to 0.84. Now one thing I will say about these scope changes, if you've got a project that is using Agile, you have a lot of changes. That may not be a priority indicator for your project. So I'm not saying all of these have to be met. It depends on what 
works best for your project and your business. And there are actions that you do have to take, of course. It's not just sharing a status report with your sponsor, but it's actually getting with that sponsor immediately and sharing with them what the issues are and then sharing with them, here's your your go-to-green plan or your action plan to get things back on track. So moving on, in summary... I know this is a lot, and I said it very fast. I think I drank way too much caffeine, so I'm sorry. But uh, there is a lot of points to this. The, exper- the, the issues I have seen is when you don't define what green, yellow, red is. Then it becomes ambiguous, and everyone can argue it or debate it until um, – you know, <laughs> until the program ends kind of thing. So, so in summary, a project's status of green, yellow, red is subjective, and in most organizations you have multiple people, like I said, assigning these statuses. So therefore, you must have some level of consistency in defining and using traffic light indicators have a candid discussion with your sponsor about these metric thresholds and do this early on. If for some reason you've got a project that has already started, by the way, and you never did establish these or your your organization doesn't, it's never too late. You can go back and talk to them and try to get a consistent way of defining the yellow and the red so that you know when to move it into that. So don't worry about that. So like I said, make it public, the thresholds, the standards, the guidelines used to set the indicators so that people understand how it's going to be measured. So. The efficiency of traffic light project tracking indicators is wholly dependent on the integrity of the project manager and the definition and the thresholds of the assigned colors. So it's not just the project manager saying, oh, I'm too afraid to go to my sponsor and let them know that it's yellow, so I'm just going to keep it green. So that's why I'm saying you need to be honest, and that's why we say the integrity of the project manager in conjunction with these definitions and thresholds. And an appropriate color rating can lead or an inappropriate, shall I say, color rating can lead to issue avoidance and ultimately project failure. More to say in summary on this whole subject is the objective of project dashboards that use traffic light indicators is to provide an at-a-glance status of the project's progress and whether or not um, executive assistance or awareness is required. In order to to use these more effectively, the criteria for determining the status needs to be consistent across all of the groups that are reporting their statuses in green, yellow, red. So therefore, the traffic light system should not be used to hide problems. Rather, 
the color rating is a way of tracking the project progress and seeking support and guidance from the sponsor and senior stakeholders as needed. So I hope all of this has helped you to think about your projects figure out what would your limitations or your thresholds be, and then communicate that. And actually, you might want to sit down with your team and come up with an approach before you go to your sponsor. But still, either way, your sponsor has the ultimate say as to what is the priority for him in this project. So I, that's pretty much my uh, presentation. I hope it was very helpful, and I'd like to open up for any questions that you may have. Okay. I, so like you said, it's uh, based on the integrity of the project manager. So mm -hmm. let's say that you um, are working with someone and you know you haven't set out these parameters and you have a disagreement about where the project is. How would you recommend the best way to resolve that without you know getting everyone involved or you know you don't want to bring it up the line, but you want to you know if you believe it's yellow, you want people to know. Right, exactly, and that's a very good question. You have to be diplomatic about it too. You don't want to be forceful. Um, what is probably a good recommendation that I have done in the past is when I get that kind of situation, I try to step back and ask them what they think the parameters would be for a yellow or red project. When you ask them for their input on it and understand where they're coming from, then you can easily at that point then try to establish a, a limitation or boundaries. But you need to understand where they're coming from. Why are they so heated about this? And why do they think it is one status versus another? And ask them for their opinion. Because if they feel like you really um, want their opinion, their help, trust me, they're going to try to help you because people like being helpful to others. So what I try to do is get them to help define what is the definition then and what is the limitations for this project or for this business unit. Hopefully that helped. Yeah, it does. That's great. Thank you. Uh -huh. I had a question. Can I sure. go next? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I currently have a project that is a process-oriented project, and I've turned it yellow because we've determined that one of the platforms that we're working on has uh, an issue that's impacted company-wide. The item that the milestone that I would miss would be in December of 2015. Is it acceptable once we deem what the resolution is for that platform? to extend that milestone date out to February if I know that the project uh, work stream isn't going to end until June. It's sort of an interim milestone. Um, I'm bringing it to the attention of the management by turning it yellow, but is it okay to adjust the dates if that turns out to be what the situation is rather than just leaving it 
you know, yellow or red through the end of the yeah. project? Very good question. And that is totally acceptable as long as uh, your sponsor agrees with the extension of the date. That's the key thing. You can't change the date unless you've talked to your sponsor and they agree with it. So if you get that, then yes, you can change that and then move it back into green. Or if you want to, and I've seen a lot of uh, projects do this where they keep it yellow just to keep an eye on it. You know, it, being in yellow doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. Um, and one of the things that I forgot to mention is in order to be um, a benefit, the response of the, the way we respond to changes in our color needs to also change. We need to not judge the PM and not judge the project stakeholders, but what we need to do is consider this as an opportunity to increase the chances of the project's success. And if you approach it that way with your sponsor so that you can change the date and you can feasibly justify it, then they will go along with you. So yes, I totally agree. It's okay, but you definitely need their input. Did that help? Okay. Yes, thanks. That's great. Uh-huh. Any other questions? All right. Well, Thank you, Joe, and thank you to everyone that called in and participated. You can download and listen to a recording of tonight's call at pmlessonslearned.com. Our next speaker will be Howard Smallwitz. He will be presenting on Thursday, November 19, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern. And again, if anyone is willing to volunteer or if you know someone who would be interested in being a speaker for our call, please email us at share at pmlessonslearned.com. This is PM Lessons Learned, Project Managers Helping Project Managers Make a Difference. This has been a PM Lessons Learned podcast. Project Managers, helping project managers by sharing lessons learned. Come join our group. Visit our website at pmlessonslearned.com. Till next time, keep on learning.